had to hand it to them. They knew their stuff. John took to the plot like a duck on water, and Matt gave a good grounding of the world around Wonder Woman that helped us understand her relative to her time period. They were glad to have me along, though. A woman's touch never goes unappreciated. Besides, I'd be lying if I said I let them do all the work. I wanted to talk about the stranger things, the lack of credit Wonder Woman kept getting, her obsession with Steve Trevor, the half-measure feminism of Marston's writing. We were covering good ground, but there were some royal pains to deal with now. Hi, I'm John. I'm Matthew. I'm Shannon. And we are the DC Detectives. It is our job to go back through the annals of DC history and chronicle the evolution of all your favorite heroes from start to every reversible finish. So, we are continuing our glorious odyssey with Wonder Woman. And it gets weirder. So we return to Wonder Woman on Sensation Comics number 4, April 1942. Wonder Woman again has the cover of the comic with uh, a rather odd choice of weaponry. Uh, Shannon, would you say it's a, a gun not being used for its intended purpose? Well, given it's being held more by the middle, not by a handle, not by... Whatever the clicky thingy is. The trigger? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's not familiar with firearms. <laughs> Moving on with my life. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, she's holding it by the, I would say, the nape of the gun neck. Moving on with my life. Anyway, if you've ever <laughs> the held The nape? A... You do not hold a gun in the same way that a cat holds a kitten. That's what I'm saying. She's doing it not right because she probably yeah, no, doesn't it's de- hold it's definitively weapons not correctly. right. I'm just saying that guns don't have napes. Anyway, she's beating the, the crap out of Nazis, and she's definitely not shooting yeah, guns not, at the same time. Exactly. So, it seems that there is a young woman who used to work in the office who has been murdered mysteriously. And Diana doesn't believe it because she thought the gal was out sick, and she was out sick for a week. Which, I mean, happens. You could get, you know, really bad bugs or something like that, but she's But been, they've had spy problems before. Right. They, they, they're they, not quite genre savvy yet. Correct. It seems, however, that Diana is now being put in charge with the girls' welfare in the office. Like, that's it, just, hey, a secretary, you are now in charge of all well, these women. Well, she did used to be a nurse, and she they did. acknowledged that. But welfare doesn't necessarily mean health. It seems it's like an all-encompassing thing. Like, she's now in charge of the female security for all staff, which seems to be a little bit too much responsibility for someone who isn't, who is just a secretary. If they're going to do that, I feel like they should just promote her. Above and beyond, and I want to touch on this at some point, Diana Prince is being given the same latitude that Wonder Woman is, in the sense of plot relevance. Like, you know, uh, pro- protagonist armor? Yes. She's got that. The the yeah. things just kind of happen to revolve around me, as compared to Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've had a capable alter ego, and I want to go into that later because it's fascinating. Yes. Uh, also, a small footnote, uh, Eve, from the previous issue, the sister to Lila the Liar, has been released as per the request of Diana. Diana has some, like, major pull within this office. Protagonist. Yeah. She's an anime protagonist. She can just do things that not everyone would be allowed to do. Yeah, <laughs> except they fully acknowledge in this issue it's because she thinks the dude has a crush on her. That's true. Uh, I believe I it's Colonel Darnell. Mm-hmm. So that's a subplot that isn't really important. However, Diana is investigating the disappearance of this young woman, and now she sees that there is another girl, Carla Swanson, who is also out sick, and she believes that if she can investigate 
Carlos. one day. Yeah, one day. It's like, you at least wait, like, yeah. maybe three three or four days to see if this may be the same thing. A polite little phone call to see right. if she can get in touch with her. But, of course, no cell phones and no email, so it's kind of harder to get in touch with people. So she calls the place that Carla is living, and she gets this landlady who has, I want to say, one of my favorite Irish accents ever. Sure, she left me boarding house last evening, she did. Went to stay with a society friend. Baroness von Gunter or something. By the way, society is spelled society, like sass, so S-A-S-S-I-E-T-Y, and friend is F-R-I-N-D. That is really, really racist phonetic Irish spelling. I, I was almost going to go with, like, a slightly distorted version of Rogue. A little bit of a Southern, little, which, a little which bit would of southern, fit a little bit. But Especially the, society. Like, calling somebody society. a society gal. Society. Is that, uh, yeah. Uh. But the problem is, is that she says she did as, like, an yeah, ending to a sentence, which bit. is a that's very bit. stereotypical Irish thing to add. Like, oh, yes, sure, I did that, I did. You know, like, kind of a thing. And that's just stupid, but it's the times. Remember, everyone, this is not technically a PC era. Oh, and it's going to get worse. Oh, it gets worse. And Diana even... <sighs> makes a joke about the term society friend so she just up and goes to this baroness's house like you can because a baroness apparently lives in a location that is just easy to go to and she meets a very boshy sort of uh i don't want to say doorman not really a butler he just seems to be boshy boshy like super german i i haven't heard that term applied to anyone who's not military yeah but he's got like a have you an appointment mit de Frau Baroness? Like, everyone's got super yep. silly spelling for their dialogue here. But the Baroness says that she does not know Carla. And she doesn't know why Diana is here. And she basically just has Diana kicked out of her apartment. But you missed the important thing. The Baroness recognizing what Carla's... Correct. Good, good catch. Uh, the Baroness says, I've never heard of such a person. Why should I know a wretched little typist? And Diana did not mention that Carla was a typist. So, good call. Um, that is how Diana recognizes that something's wrong. Yes. Something is not right. <laughs> Tell me somebody gets that reference. Sounds familiar. Madeline. Hmm. A uh, whole bunch of uh, no, no, French orphans. The little kids. Uh, there's the nun. The They're kids, all they dressed all have in the yellow same, hats. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steve gets a lead that young Eve has registered at Holiday College. So the gal who had an affair with a Nazi agent uh, from the previous issue, Lila the Liar Sister, is now being fully initiated into Beta Lambda sorority. But as we see Colonel Darnell explaining to Steve that Eve was approached on the campus by Gestapo agents. They found her and they're like, hey, you are going to go to a school for spies that the Germans are making here in America that we want you to become a German spy and you're going to do it, otherwise we're going to kill you. Specifically, this is the thing that gets me. Like, props to Eve for spotting the obvious hole in this plan. A German agent comes out of the shadows, grabs her around the neck and says, you are going to report to this place at 9 p.m. tonight or we'll kill you. Right. And then lets her go because she has other things to do. Mm-hmm. At which point she immediately goes to the U.S. Army and reports it. Right, like they couldn't just kidnap her right there yeah. and just like, cut yeah. out the middleman. Let's pack your things. Yeah. We know you need the, some you're stuff. You're going to be away for a while. We understand you need to get all your stuff. Where are your hair curlers? We need to get some. You're going to have to have some good grooming practices at the school. <laughs> 
What? Carter was like, is that in there? No, 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 I just, no, and this is not the face of a man who is concerned with grooming practices. Yeah, he's got a very aggressive it's... face. So, yes, Matt, you are correct. The flaw in this Nazi plan was obviously letting Eve go. And it, also, I will say that the flashback panels are all woogity on the side. They're like wobbly. Oh, yeah, yeah. As you little notice, a little stylistic mm-hmm. change there where they're like, this is in the past. But that's kind of left when the next panel we see is Steve approaching Eve going, hey, so uh, Nazis, that's crazy, right? She goes, yeah. I'll show you where they are, and you can just arrest them. Uh, Eve has obviously clearly learned her lesson and is a true American patriot now, ready to do some, you know, good for her country, but the problem and is... And get paddled in the ass. Yeah, she's gonna get... Are you doing the red, white, and blue song right now? Okay, I couldn't <laughs> tell. You were humming something and, and wiggling in your seat, and it was fine. Uh, but yes, Eve also has a prior engagement that night that she has some uh, paddling. She's scheduled for some paddling at Beta Lambda by Etta Candy, who is sitting on her chocolate throne. And... She is being told that she has to study until 11 o'clock. That's a very responsible sorority, I feel. You have to study. because Being beaten? No, no, you have to study. They're okay. making her study. They chain her to the I'm not wall saying, I'm not saying their practices study. are good. Their practices aren't acceptable. But you know what, though? Props for, like, you know, good intentions. But the road to hell is study. paved with good intentions. What? I don't know, like, she's got, obviously, a book, so I'm assuming it's a textbook. I, uh, I know honestly, that my, when my like, dad was in a fraternity at Stevens, they made them all study together so that they would good. make the grade, because there is yeah, a grade requirement there is a grade in, grade a lot, requirement, in Greek yeah. life. So, they're just being super kinky about making her grade requirement. I think the road to hell is paved with latex and leather right now. At this point, yes. So, Etta Candy has dog collar chained Eve to a radiator, and she is just sitting in a chair reading. And Eve is obviously concerned because she's supposed to meet the Nazis at nine, which is, I mean, that's a great book right there for anybody. Meet the Nazis at nine. Um, Eve, the resourceful gal that she is, is trying to nail file her way out of this, like, industrial strength metal dog collar that Etta seems to have. And Steve, thinking that Eve has chickened out, which is not a problem for him because he's a big, tough, you know, American spy, has approached the Nazis and says, hey, you're all under arrest. And they're like, there's five of us. And Steve's like, uh, America. And just starts beating the heck out of these guys uh, with patriotism. But some cops show up and they say, holy cow, like, you guys are fighting Nazis on the campus. What's going on? (laughs) And Steve is like, yeah, one got away. I'm going to go after him. And he takes the motorcycle from the cops and drives off after them. Meanwhile, Eve has escaped and is going to try and see if she can still meet up with Steve. The gals of uh, Holiday College Sorority Beta Lambda have found that Eve has also escaped and they're after her. When they see Steve blow by on his motorcycle, the girls forget quickly about Eve and they say, well, obviously if Steve is chasing this dude, he must be bad news. They get in their, like, tin Lizzie. Jalopy. Yeah, they're jalopy. <laughs> and they are chasing after Steve. Meanwhile, back in the <laughs> civilized world, Carla has shown up at the Baroness's house as per her invitation that uh, the Baroness was lying about and is being told that, hey... I'd like you to come to a school for spies for Germany. And Carla's like, no, that's a dumb thing that I'm not going to do because I'm an American it officer. It sounds like the entire recruitment platform for this spy school is failed. Yeah, they're just yeah. really terrible at it. <laughs> but Would they, you like to? <laughs> would you like to? And then even if someone <laughs> says... Uh, or is forced to... And they kind of just go, it's how okay. How do you know that they'll actually do the job? I'm just picturing... Like, one of these gals in their college classroom 
and like a note slowly gets passed onto their desk and it just says, will you join German spy school, yes or no? And, and, like, <laughs> and there's a Gestapo agent in the back of the classroom behind uh, a book just going, John, I hate to break with, it to with you. With big thumbs up. I, I hate to break it to you, but there's probably already been an episode of Italia of that. I'm sure. If not, someone please draw that. Just a small little comic of a girl looking up seeing a Gestapo agent in like full three-piece suit in a college classroom just slowly thumbing up like, yeah, we need a yes. gift of this. <laughs> yes, please. So Carla is drugged and taken to the Nazi spy school by the Baroness because Baroness won't take no for an answer. But Diana has decided that she still needs another crack at the Baroness. So she goes to Colonel Darnell and says, hey, isn't there some sort of uh, you know, masquerade ball happening? And he goes, yeah, totally. You want to come as my date? I'm going to be Mark Antony. You can be, I don't care. Of course, Diana dresses up like Wonder Woman. Like you do. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why not hide in plain sight? It worked. And, of course, the Baroness is dressed up like Cleopatra, which makes me feel like there is some sort of thing actually going on between the Colonel and the Baroness, that they have a matching costume. He's Mark Antony and she's Cleopatra. I love this, also, this visual here of the Baroness staring daggers at Diana. She's staring literal daggers at her. They're just... Well, yeah. It's so funny. Here you are, paired together... Antony and Cleopatra, and then he brings some date. Who's this bitch? It's like Caesar walking in with his wife. It's weird. And but historically accurate. Yeah, not, not, not terribly wrong. So, of course, the Baroness pulls Diana aside at some point, and she goes, Does this smell like chloroform to you? And they just kind of put a sheet over her head, and Diana does a lot of faking to be caught. We'll see this again and again. And it always works, oddly yeah. enough. Oddly like, enough, they, they always believe that they can catch Wonder Woman because Diana just allows herself to be But they caught. don't know it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, they just think it's Diana. They just they think, think it's, it's a Diana. chick in, in yeah. Wonder Woman outfit. So that's fair. Good point. And they fly Diana to this spy school somewhere. Diana is brought into the spy school, which just happens to be a mine with a bunch of gals chained up in the bottom of in the pit. And she sees Carla. Who is dressed very much like an Amazon. Which is to say, not much at all. Skirt and bra. And she's been brainwashed. She's very loyal to the Baroness. There's something weird happening here. Diana's obviously concerned. Baroness has chained up Carla. Uh, Diana just breaks the chains very easily. And she's pretending to submit to the Baroness so that she can see more of this school. So she can find out where all the girls are. We get kind of a little montage of... The Baroness showing Diana right now. Not technically Wonder Woman, because it is supposed to be Diana in a costume. Also, I forgot to say this, but I wanted to mention this. All the art is done by the same artist, Harry G. Peter. uh, And all of the comics are written by Marsden. So, we forgot to mention that in the previous episode. So, Peter is doing the art here. So, we will begin using the appropriate name to give the appropriate credit. And uh, Diana is being shown the rest of the gals who are just being brainwashed and she says okay you know get ready you're gonna be you're going to submit to me the term submit get you gets used a lot here kind of bring up a lot of the bdsm hints and wonder woman goes back to carla she says i have a request can i be you know shacked up with carla and the baroness is like i don't really see why that would ever be a problem that you would want some preference even though i am in the bar i am in the power position and you have no bargaining chip i don't understand why i would give you anything the whole time she's being led around through the place like she's it's just her and the baroness there's no guards like she's just social call yeah this is like it she just happens to be (laughs) manacled and she's just chatting up the baroness and there's no nazi guards walking around there are to uh to be clear there are also female nazis teaching all the women. There are no male Nazis doing any of the instruction. I thought that was kind of interesting. But Diana goes back to Carla's cell and she 
mind melds her free, I guess. Like, she looks like... New power discovered. Yeah, new power. Oh, man. She just kind of makes Carla not be hypnotized anymore, and then she goes to try and break her chains, finds out she can't. And she has a weird burning bush moment where her mother sort of appears to her in a kind of spectral form, and she says... I I always figured it was like a flashback. Daughter! If any man welds chains on your bracelets, you will become weak as we Amazons were when we surrendered to Hercules and his Greeks. So, yeah, this is your one weakness. This is your kryptonite, your kryptonite is having metal manacles. Chained manacles. Done by a man. Done by a man. And I think it might also be specifically chains linking the bracelets that you yes. already have. Yes. Yeah, that, that comes up at various points later on. So, but, so it's interesting. It's like a little bit of uh, thematic resonance. So far, we've only, this is the first weakness we've seen because kryptonite mm. is not brought up in the first year of superman and oh, you're right batman's weak to Bullets. life just life in general so i mean they're crawling the in <laughs> lincoln park albums that he can't own so remember how they flew to this location steve trevor finally shows up to this mine because he was following that one guy who got away i'm gonna take a moment so they flew here and i'm gonna be gracious and say that Diana and the Colonel went to the party the same night as Eve and Steve and the holiday college girls went and did the Nazi stuff. Same night. However, they flew to a location. We are not given a time frame that they fly, but generally if you're taking a plane, it's of a great distance that you don't want to travel in either car or train. I don't know. Some people will do it just because it's convenient. You maybe can get to a place that a train or car isn't as accessible, especially a train. Right, I, I agree with that. So I'm going to say this Straight place on. is within like 300 to 600 miles yeah. of the location. It's, it, West Virginia. It could be, but that's a long drive on a motorcycle for Steve. Steve had as to gas who's up. has been on a motorcycle for a long drive, that hurts. Yeah, and Edda was also on a motorcycle and the gals were in their jalopy. I'm going, that's like a three hour, six hour ride on a motorcycle. You had both of them had to gas up at some point, like they were at the gas station watching each other very angrily, and they're <laughs> pumping gas. Like just, I know, time out, time out until we get settled, and then they just went. Um, so that's just the thing that I was like, how far is this place that they like drove there and they took a plane and they got there at some point? So Steve has arrived at the mine, and as soon as he sneaks in, he gets of course captured. Steve is brought to the Baroness, who politely explains her plan, and then says, well, I'm going to kill you, because that's how you do as a supervillain. Mm-hmm. We see Wonder Woman in line with all of the other gals at the spy school. Steve sees her, thinks it's Wonder Woman, because he doesn't know that Diana dressed up like Wonder Woman for the costume party. Baroness doesn't go like, wait, Diana, if he thinks you're Wonder Woman, and you responded to Wonder Woman, are you Wonder Woman? Because the Baroness saw her as it's, Diana at the party. It's also a little bit dubious whether or not earlier she had revealed herself as Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, because mm-hmm. as Wonder Woman, she confronts the Baroness again. Mm-hmm. And the Baroness is just like... this. The Baroness does the most aggressive recruitment tactic ever, which is just, I'm going to kidnap you at this party. So Diana and Steve are put up to against a wall for a firing squad. And they're like, at least we'll die together. And Diana's like, not if I can help it. This is stupid. I'm not resigned to dying like this. Deus Ex Machina, Etta Candy and the Holiday College girls show up, and they just kind of fight their way into the mine. They're yeah. just like, yeah. We've established they're good at that. Yeah, they're just, all of them athletic and beautiful and super hardcore just fight Nazis, so I don't know why they haven't. It's like Popeye spinach. So Etta Candy is beating up all the mean 
female Nazis who were doing all the instruction, and that provides a sufficient distraction so that Wonder Woman kind of jumps in front of the firing squad with her bracelets out, blocks some of the bullets to get the uh, chain broken, and is now free and has her powers back. So her and Steve clean house, they capture the Baroness, and of course, all the women who are freed go to Steve Trevor and say, thank you for saving us, and Steve, true to form, said, I did nothing, girls, Wonder Woman did it all. Beautiful angel, all Beautiful. day long. Yes. And that's the end of the spy school. So she is the Baroness von Gunther. Yes. It is worth noting that, legally speaking, as an Austrian expat, she is not allowed to use the term von. That was Why a bon- is that? Uh, because after World War One, as part of the deconstruction of the uh, Habsburg monarchy... There was a big old law put in place that, A, stripped them of basically everything, and B, removed a lot of the noble privileges, including the ability to call yourself von location. While that was still on the books during this period, it was kind of ignored because the Nazis didn't care. Yeah, And they were very much, like... They they were making their own hierarchy and sort of class at that point with with the new party. And also, they still had an uneasy alliance in some cases with the german nobility but one way or another things were not completely on the outs with the nobility in nazi germany so that's interesting so she would have a she wouldn't have the same title so that's well she could call herself that but but it wouldn't be like real it wouldn't be technically legal okay also i have no idea why it's von gunther she's Um, kidnapping girls i don't think she cares about legality that's a very good point she is doing illegal things and that's just a thing that you don't care about we move to Sensation Comics number 5, May 1942. Diana, Steve Trevor, and Colonel Darnell are all invited to go to a christening ceremony for a new type of submarine, specifically called the Octopus. And uh, it's just supposed to be a fancy new type of submarine, and the Admiral, or I believe it's an Admiral, is just super boasting about it. He kind of looks like Captain Crunch, it's kind of funny. He gives Diana the christening champagne, because he says, oh, my wife isn't here, so would you do the honors? And we discover she has more power. Yes, she has another power or just better versions of her own power or just heightened senses like Daredevil. She literally goes, I can tell what a substance is just by, by holding how heavy it. it. She so, claims that she knows what's in yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, that's fair. Diana is holding the champagne to Chris and the sub, feels that it is clearly not champagne, obviously an explosive, and just chucks it to a small area off off the dock and it blows up and everyone's like holy crap she missed also she's fainting also explosion what there's a I lot like happening I like that they focus here. on you missed rather than you saved us all right yeah like it's great because the explosion happens and then the next panel is all of them going to Diana who is faking fainting offshore uh, on a boat or a bunch of Nazi saboteurs are go well that was weird that wasn't supposed to happen um, also that wasn't the admiral's wife we should probably try something else so a guy comes up uh, and says, well, I screwed up. I gave the champagne to the admiral who gave it to the gal. We'll try something different. They say that the guy who gave the champagne to the admiral was a spy. And Steve was like, I know that guy, though. That guy wasn't a spy. He's my friend. He's very loyal. And the admiral says, shut up. I'm angry. Someone tried to blow up my fancy submarine. Lock that man up or find him or whatever. They finally get a champagne bottle. They christen it. The sub is ready to go underway and submerge. And it submerges and everybody's very happy. But the problem is now it can't come back up. 
So something's going on that the sub is now trapped underwater. We see uh, men and women and children worrying for the lives of the, the crew on the submarine. And Steve is saying whoever's responsible for this accident could explain my friend's disappearance and his possible guilt. So he goes to try and find his friend. And Diana's trying to help him. But of course Steve is, you know, one track mind when it comes to America. And sees his friend kind of doing an SOS out of a little porthole from another ship. And says, that's gotta be my buddy. So Diana's like, oh Steve. And changes into Wonder Woman's outfit. Gets on a speedboat, just saunters up to Steve in her speedboat, and she's like, hey, sailor, you want to lift? And just grabs him off the dock and throws <laughs> him into the boat. Meanwhile, Steve's friend Martin just busts out of his captivity, like I guess he could have done it all, all along. And like tried, an American. Like an American. Uh, no cages can hold me, Germans. And just punches his way into getting knocked out by the Nazis, who then tie him to a gigantic gear. They tie him to the gear. They throw him overboard because they're like, you know what? Why did we keep him captive in the first place? Why didn't we just kill him? The Nazis really aren't thinking their plans through very well. They're very passive until obviously the uh, the passive nature of their plans proves to be stupid. And then they just go full bore into just violence. And then they go full Nazi? They go full Nazi. Diana and Steve see this occur and Diana just jumps into the water and apparently can swim like a torpedo. Like Aquaman would be able to swim, I imagine. And grabs Martin, pulls him out of the water, puts him on the boat. Steve and Martin kind of reunite. And so he says, yeah, there was a dude dressed up like me with grease paint. It's, that's the saboteur. And Steve's like, I knew it. You're a good guy after all. And they just head towards the boat that he got thrown off. These guys have like an MG42 machine gun on the boat. They're just shooting at Steve and Diana and Martin. And Wonder Woman is just blocking all the bullets with her bracelets because she's just so badass. She jumps on the boat, cleans house. Steve kind of follows after her as a second wave. More fighting, more fighting. And, uh... Well, she actually tells Steve to stay in the boat. Yeah. And then he goes, I can't stay here. Yeah. And jumps out. And then Martin does the same thing. He's like, no, these guys captured me. I want to beat the crap out of them, too. And the guys legit think he's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of have a Superman moment where he's like, you hit me in the car. I'm a ghost. I'll haunt you. And he's just like... That's right. They use the term, like, ghoster? Ghoster. Ah, a ghoster. Which is just somebody who disappears at a party without telling anyone that they leave. Mm. Irish exit. Woo! And... The guys just jump off the boat because they're freaked out. It's like you didn't even win the fight. They just completely surrendered. Uh, for whatever reason, the Holiday College girls are also nearby on a speedboat where Etta Candy is always dressed like she's ready to go to a track meet. As a thrower, uh, when I was in college and high school, she's dressed like a female thrower. That's like how they always kind of dress. And it's very interesting to me that she's well... always... You have to keep in mind that various levels of swimsuit in different fashion decades do look like that. They yes. end up being more I like agree. a tank top and long shorts. But every other girl is dressed in what appears to be an almost bikini with like a wrap around her. Yes, but they're also smaller than Etta Candy. Right, so they don't want to draw Etta dressed the same they way as these embraced pretty women. curves the way that our modern society has. Correct. So, Diana... Just sees the holiday college girls and she's like, perfect! Flashes some sort of like Morse code signal with her bracelets and Etta's like, awesome! More stuff to do! I was bored eating candy on our speedboat that the girls apparently have. I feel it's out of character for Etta to be bored of eating candy. Right, so she's more just bored from standing around. So Etta, candy in hand, jumps in the water to go with the girls to help round up the Nazis and of course she doesn't really think that through because when they get back on their boat, her candy's all wet and she's pissed off about it. No, no. She goes, eh, 
saltwater taffy. Yeah, she she's like, oh, well, I guess I'll eat it anyway. And it, she's like, oh yeah, it tastes like saltwater taffy. You know what? Props to you. She probably has the what is it the the lead belly perk from Fallout, where she's just not affected by how food tastes. <laughs> Pretty good for, much good for her. So back on shore, the admiral is sending a crew down to help the divers and the submarine guys. And they're hoping and praying that this works. Uh, Diana hears this over the radio in her boat and says, I'm going to go help him, just jumps in the water. And apparently Diana can hold her breath for a very long time because she goes underwater and sees that there are, like, uh, some saboteur dudes doing the exact same thing. They're just trying to, like, ruin the, the submarine from the outside. But she beats all the Nazi saboteurs up, drops one of them on the deck, says, Hey, guys, this is what's going on downstairs. Drops back into the water, finds the Nazi saboteur sub busts her way in but and somehow doesn't kill everyone by making a giant hole into a submarine smashes the controls with a person <laughs> and then cripples that submarine goes back to the american sub grabs all the guys who are trying to still sabotage it throws them back out of the water and the sub rises everyone's safe diana gets out of the water she changes back into her diana garb and the americans are just fishing nazis out of the water now and that's pretty much this issue it's very cut and dry stop and sabotage all right so i have one fun fact uh you mentioned that he looks like captain crunch yeah what's captain crunch right he's now? got like the the fuzzy epaules uh he's got the like duo corner hat yeah. i guess the captain crunch hat and for the record i looked it up that looks nothing like the dress uniform in the 1940s yeah he yeah. seems oddly uh old spanish american war <laughs> he's he's like a generation of combat like behind I like the idea that he's actually, like, a hundred years old. The crusty old admiral that no one can get rid of, who just is like, here, you get put in charge of the submarine. And watch, the submarine isn't actually any different. It's just like, they paid some <laughs> guy to pretend like it's a fancy submarine, so this guy feels like he's doing something important. He's just like, yes, I get to wear my outfit! And just, I, like, I like, gets the, to dress up. You know what it is? It's a, it's a trap for the Nazis. It's a honeypot. Yes! Hey, we've got this fancy new uh, <laughs> sub. It doesn't... It doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't, no, Colonel Darnell is just sitting by watching all this happen going, good, good, exactly as planned. Suddenly, suddenly the suddenly colonel turns the, into Thanatos? No, he's, he's the emperor. We get the best cover, I think, for Sensation Comics at this point, which is Diana, or Wonder Woman, riding a kangaroo, roping a rough guy, and it's just a whole lot of something going on here. This is Sensation Comics, June, uh, Sensation Comics number 6, 1942, and... This is the issue, specifically, where Steve gets a promotion, he becomes a major. Well, it's the first issue where he gets a promotion to being a major. (laughs) Yes, the first issue. And everybody's really happy. Steve uh, is obviously, you know, you earned it, Steve. And he's like, not really, because Wonder Woman did everything, but thanks, I'll take the pay increase. And just kind of accepts it, because no one keeps believing him, but at least he's being honest. So Diana thinks that she can muscle in on Lila's work again by going like, well, you'll need a secretary now, because the colonel's going like, hey, I'm going on vacation. You're promoted. You get to handle the office. Peace out. And Steve is now in charge, and Diana's like, well, you're going to need me, because I'm the colonel's secretary. And Lila's like, bitch, please. This is like the fourth time you've tried this. Ease the hell up, and just let me do my job. (laughs) So... Steve agrees, however, that he has to keep Diana because Diana was the secretary to the colonel and he says she's going to know the schedule and things like that and if I'm going to be in charge, I need to know all these things. So, Lila, scooch off a little bit. So, Diana is cleaning out Lila's desk and finds a letter that is threatening Steve from the Baroness from the previous issue, two issues ago. And she goes, why didn't you bring this to Steve? And Lila's like, I did, and he laughed. 
There's not much more Lila can do. Yeah. Past beyond that point. <laughs> if your boss says don't worry about it, you don't worry about it. Uh, Diana is concerned because obviously the Baroness must have broken out of prison or capture and she's confused about what to do now. So she gets on her Amazonian two-way mental radio. She calls radio. mom for advice. Yeah, she calls yep. her mom for advice. And, uh, and mom calls the goddesses. Yeah, and Hippolyta says, Perfect. This goes all the way up. Yeah, goes right up the chain of command. Hippolyta says, Awesome, yeah, come to Paradise Island. We'll figure it out. And then she calls, you know, Aphrodite and Athena. And Athena basically says, Yeah, we're, we got a thing for her. Bring, her. bring her to the island. So Diana goes home. Not like she isn't secretarying for steve <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point in time she flies back to paradise island has some sort of like weird rainbow ray to uncover the island's mist cover she notices that the amazonians are having another contest of sorts where they are riding kangaroos trying to rope each other off the kangaroos have we mentioned that there's a little bit of a bdsm theme yeah yeah so and she dons her favorite lucky number seven her lucky yeah. number seven placard that apparently she kept that no one else can it's like her jersey no one can wear her jersey while she's out while she's still in play and uh her domino mask and everyone's still confused as to who she is but apparently none of the girls have seen her in the outfit oh yeah so diana watches as more girls rope each other off of kangaroos and decides to join in and of course wins and prevails and is the best kangaroo amazonian hog tire of them all they all cheer and go, hey, who are you, mystery person? Hey, it's me. Oh, my God, it's a princess. Of course it is. We should have known. And while Diana is doing all of this, Hippolyta is having the girdle that was given to them by Aphrodite basically repurposed, repurposed to be a lasso. This is the lasso of truth. Not currently the lasso of truth. It is just referred to as the lasso. But at least they're finally giving her the girdle that is the source of all their strength. I right. mean... I kind of wonder what's going to happen to the island now, but feel, at least they're following up on that plot thread. I feel like that's a weird thing, though, to give the source of your power to a person who is constantly on the front lines and in well, danger. they do say it's made of millions of fine links. They might have enough to go around that's for some for the island and true. some for Wonder Woman. So they say that the rope is very flexible, but strong enough to hold Hercules, and it's it's a rope, it's a chain lasso. It's not really a rope lasso. So it's given to diana by her mother and then the gods tell her that the lasso will make her will make people do whatever you want as she's leaving one of the amazons is like i want to follow you and she ropes her up and says no you're not and the gal says okay (laughs) now i'd like to point out it's people will do whatever you say they'll do while they're tied up as soon as she released the girl, what was to stop the girl from going? Yeah, it's not okay. exactly clear. Coming back. She she gave her word. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not but really yeah. clear. Is like, do they have to be tied up? To... Oh my god, it's the Nazi plan. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the Amazonian plan. It's the same well, Nazi. you said you'd show up when we had you threatened, so <laughs> yeah. I guess you're going to be there. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And uh, side uh, note: I actually really like. Uh, we're gonna next episode. It's going to go into the first issue of wonder woman proper uh and they of course retcon everything immediately yes uh in in the same way that like batman has the the origin story at the beginning uh same deal there except they actually retell it a bit and i kind of like that one a little bit more because it's a don't abuse this power kind of moment because when she tells somebody to stand on their head the goddesses are like hey don't do that don't don't strip people of of their dignity so diana returns to the world of man however before she does so her mom shows her on the magic 
sphere radio TV how the Baroness escaped so that she can tell Steve what happened so they can go hunt her down. So Diana has told Steve how the Baroness has escaped. She basically just shot the officer that was driving her in a very cheap move by, you know, seducing him. And then she returns to her plans and her workshop where she has more slave women and she kind of experiments on them while she basically formulates an invisible machine. It's not a ray. I don't want to call it an invisible ray because it doesn't actually shoot anything. It's just a machine that when attached to a thing and turned on, turns that thing and anybody on it invisible. So she dresses up as Lady Chumpley to go on this cruise ship, the Gigantic. Is that really what it... What a uh, chump. Lady Chumpley. We're going to see some weird names. Yeah, she dresses up like Lady Chumpley to turn this ship invisible so that the Nazis can take it. Uh, oddly enough, this is the exact same ship that Colonel Darnell is on that he was using to go uh, on his vacation. So when they're all done with dinner, the Baroness goes to the radio... No, he pulls the cheesiest pickup line ever. Goes, wait, haven't I seen you somewhere before? Yeah, and she's like, oh shit, uh, no, I'm (laughs) clearly somebody different. Like, this is a girl who clearly doesn't want to see you again so much that she has changed her entire disguise to not be the same person. So the Baroness shoots the radio operator so they can't call for help, destroys the radio room, and sets up her invisible machine on the ship with uh, the help of... Yeah, it is. It's Hans. Of course. Hans. Of course. The grossest German I've ever seen, with, like, his gross stubble and, like, missing teeth and crap, sets up the machine with her. The ship turns invisible, and, of course, is left behind by the rest of the other ships, and the people on board can't signal it because the machine makes them invisible as well and then a nazi submarine kind of pops up or ship or submarine pops up and the baroness tries to contact it but the nazis are like uh what ship we can't see anything because no one can see the invisible ship she tells them where to go turns the machine off the nazis get all the officers as well as colonel darnell off the ship and they're about to basically blow the, the boat up with anybody else who wasn't important on it when diana and Steve go like, okay, now we have to get into, into action because this is like, now we've fully caught up. And they get in the invisible jet, which apparently can go 2,000 miles per hour, which is well <sighs> beyond the sound barrier. So this plane just zips out to the location of the ships and Diana jumps off of the plane mid-flight, gets into the water, and stops a torpedo from sinking the ship with her thighs... She, like, rodeos the torpedo away and then throws all the Nazis into the ocean, grabs the Baroness and and the Nazi leader, and personally takes them to jail because she's wrapped them up in the lasso. Of course, Steve gets all the credit, but again says, nope, wasn't me, it was Wonder Woman. And that's it. Now Diana has the lasso, and she's pretty much outfitted with every traditional Wonder Woman thing. I mean, the swords and shields yeah, are kind of more contemporary, that, yeah. but the, she has all the what you think of Wonder Woman having stuff. One thing worth noting, uh, and we'll notice this again and again, and quite honestly, we might have seen it in previous uh, characters, but I didn't notice. The final act, the final piece of, uh, the, of the last combat, like, is always on just one page. It's just super fast. Uh, you'll notice it is the moment up that very yeah, the moment that Wonder Woman jumps into action in that chunk, it's just one page. So you're already looking at oh, I see how it ends. I say I see the denouement by the time the fight begins. It's right, really weird. So at this point, we are skipping Wonder Woman number one, which happens pretty much 
immediately after the Sensation comic, or actually parallel to the Sensation comics that are being released. We're going to skip that because it's a lot of stuff that goes that happens at once. We want to cover a little bit more and finish out the individual issues that she appears in, kind of like we did with Batman and Superman, so we kind of keep it a little bit more cohesive with you. There is an ongoing story with the Sensation comics. We don't want to mess up that continuity. We kind of want to wrap up all those loose ends. That being said, we move directly on to Sensation Comics number 7, which is July 1942, which has Wonder Woman dunking people in a big old tanker of milk. Yep. Yeah. Get ready for some milk yeah. stuff in this one, guys. This is going to get weird. Hey, it's great for your skin. It is. That is, is it? milk bath. Yeah, milk I've baths. heard of that. I wasn't sure if that was actually the case. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Fair enough. So we, we start this issue off with everyone freaking out that no one can find Diana. They're like sending cops and police officers and search parties out. Like both the colonel and Steve are like, where's Diana? Find her! And this one officer is like, yeah, okay, okay yeah, okay, I'm gonna do it. Stop shouting at me, please. <laughs> we find out that Diana is actually helping an elderly-ish woman who is mourning the death of a child. I'm assuming it's her grandchild and not one of her actual children. Because the child died of starvation or malnutrition, and she's saying that she can't afford to buy milk from International Milk Company. This is about to be your Superman destroys a bunch of old cars issue. Yes. No, this is about to be a children should have milk, milk does the body good issue. Yeah, this is is huge propaganda during the war. Yeah, I mean, it's super damn important, no question about it. So, Wonder Woman, of course, takes this to heart because she thinks this is a terrible crime. She goes to the place where this woman says that she tried to buy milk. And she's like, that's ridiculous. It's 26 cents a quart. That's outrageous. Which, of course, now is nothing. But back then, that was a lot of money. So, don't get freaked out that these people are super poor. She goes to International Milk Executive Offices, which are super swanky. And I'm assuming in D.C. And she just demands that she see the the CEO of the company. Or the president. And I'm like, can you do that? Can you just, like, walk in and not get, like, kicked out by security or arrested for trespassing without an appointment? Like, this is private Move property. authority and carry a clipboard. Right. She just brushes past the secretary to Mr. DeGippo. Yep. And uh, we've we've said before in previous episodes, we don't like the term gypsy because it's derogatory. But this guy is basically a gypsy. And it's kind of not cool. And, and we're going to see more casual stereotyping and racism right. in future issues. So she brushes past the guard by smacking him in the head with her, you know, briefcase, which probably actually would hurt him a lot because she's Wonder Woman. She gets into the guy's office and says, I'm a secretary to a colonel of the Intelligence Bureau. And I'm like, why would I listen to you? You're a secretary. You are neither a representative, nor do you have any authority. And she just starts to investigate like it's her job. And the guy's like, hey... Let me explain to you how business works. And we see these kind of panels that are a little bit sort of flashbacky, but he just says, you know, we buy, we offer generous prices for the milk, and we just see them offering a cent more than the normal offer. And we charge high prices, so what? And the guy's saying, hey man, if they don't like the price for the milk, then they don't get milk. And then they get rid of the milk that they don't sell because they can't hold on to this inventory. It does go bad, it is milk. And so they have to jack the price up even more to cover the cost. Apparently they have spent... $7,138,423 on this enterprise of selling milk alone. That, in 1940s money, is a lot of friggin' money. They talk about uh, monopoly control of milk sources, too. Yes. So, she demand, uh, Diana dena- demands that she's like, I want to see the books. Where did you get $7 million to like have this huge milk supply? And he goes, okay, let me just call my chief to see if it's authorized that I can show this to you. 
DeGippo goes into an office where he basically says, what do I do with her? And they say, get rid of her. She's too dangerous. She knows too much. Get rid of Diana Prince or whoever this is. And DeGippo goes, of course, come, please sit down and presses a button and she gets trapdoored into a room where she is tied up by two gangsters what it, kind of what kind of milk association yeah just has trap doors built in unless like you're prepared at that point. unless you drop like tons of cookies off that trap door into a giant vat of milk what are you doing with your life with that trap door in your office can, can we do that yeah we, we can get that to happen i want that to happen now so diana is being tied up by these milk gangsters a nondescript non-country specific milk gangsters Milksters? Yes. Milksters. And the bumptious blonde secretary, Diana calls the secretary a bumptious blonde. I'm not really sure that's nice of Diana to say, because this chick's just doing her job. But she's being told to call the woman that Diana was supposed to see over the weekend and pretend she's her and cancel her plans. So she's kind of guilty, because she, sh- she should know better if she is truly innocent that she shouldn't just do this weirdly awkward uh, identity theft thing. Meanwhile, Diana is being put into a milk tanker, and they're trying to drown her with milk. Well, given the one-gallon milk challenge, yes, it would be quite successful. Yes. Um, given they even give her the option to try to drink her way out of it. Which is almost crueler and scarier, because, like, yeah. there's suffocating, and then there's, like, actually drowning yourself through your stomach from drinking too much. That's, like, scary. And don't think that's a thing? That is a thing. Yeah. You can you can drown yourself. You can basically fill your oh, entire wow, esophagus yeah. with liquid, and it just kills you. Wow. That's a thing that happens. People do that. That is horrifying as hell. And I'm saying, like, I would rather suffocate from lack of oxygen than drink too much and fill my body up with liquid. I mean, it's going to be really hard not to start breathing liquid at some point. But anyways, anyways, what's really important to note here is that's got to be a fetish. Right. There's got to be some weird fetish going on here. But the guys... Guys, uh, There are certainly uh, milk drinking videos. Yeah. The milksters are nice enough to put Diana's briefcase in the milk with her. And, of course, that's where Diana's Wonder Woman outfit is. So she goes, finally! Like, she was waiting for them to do that and changes into the Wonder Woman outfit. Punches a gigantic hole into the milk tanker, which, of course, leaks all over the road while they're driving away with it to dump her body. And tons of cats come out! (laughs) Those cats are going to be so upset later. Yeah, because, as you've told me... FYI, cats are technically lactose intolerant. So that's the thing. Don't just give cats milk all the time, if if at all, ever, because yeah. they're technically lactose intolerant. So, of course, Wonder Woman is now on the tanker and the guys are freaking out because, well, where'd you come from? Why is there a hole in our tanker? What's with all these cats? And she wraps them up with the lasso, tells them, hey, who's in charge? And one of them says, DeGippo says, a dead woman is in charge. And Wonder Woman's weirded out, but she thinks she has a hunch because earlier she found out that the Baroness was, quote-unquote, electrocuted to death. So she thinks it's obviously the Baroness. I think she's, she could be reading too much into this because it's like, it's obviously the Baroness. She's my one arch enemy and, next and to, to Dr. Fair, Poison. They, but They've done a good job of establishing that recurring continuity. Right, they have. So she tells Steve this over the phone and Steve goes, I must be the Baroness as well. So he goes to investigate the doctor who proclaimed her dead on scene, puts him in straight up Marsden's lie detector machine. Again, we see a nod to Marsden's own experiments. And the doctor says that he burned the body There was after he performed the autopsy, and that's clearly a lie. So Steve says, what'd you do with the body? And the guy says, all right, I gave it to some people, but what they, they can't do anything to a, a dead body. What's the big deal? Of course, it's obviously a big deal because these guys have done something. 
Meanwhile, Wonder Woman is leading a gigantic parade with the Holiday College girls about how international milk is starving America's children. Of course, propaganda. Etta, propaganda, and of course, Etta Candy banging on her gigantic bass drum and being lobbed candy by one of her friends is in the parade. Yep. Oh, that? I did not Just notice chucking that. Chucking candy into her mouth. Fair enough. That's Etta. Whatever for fuels you. Right. Wonder Woman is astride a majestic white stallion because I guess. Yeah. Because they didn't have any kangaroos. Yeah, no kangaroos in Amer- in Washington, D.C., so a horse will have to do. Wonder Woman is told by some woman who runs up to her that she's got a letter that people from International Milk want to speak with her. So she goes. It's, of course, a trap. She is tied up by several ropes. And the men take her to a location where Djippo is. And he explains to her that they're going to, like, get rid of her. And Wonder Woman says, you gotta go. You gotta bring all the girls to International Milk, using her telepathy powers to contact Etta Candy. She says, bring all the gals to International Milk and bust up this operation. The gals get there. Can we pause for a moment? When she originally uses the telepathy, Mm -hmm. Etta receives it using a tool. Yep. And now, is it just once you've been contacted once... Suddenly, the connection is open, and you Honestly, don't need any yeah. help. We haven't seen that machine come back since Wonder Woman using it to contact her mother. At one point, I don't remember if it's in later issues or if it's in Wonder Woman number one. There's a bit where they talk about everyone having one of those sets at home on Paradise Island, which I under that makes sense on Paradise Island, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a lot of them here. Wonder Woman sends her telepathic message to Etta Candy. Meanwhile, DeGippo is getting a message from the dead woman that says, uh, there's going to be a bunch of gals who are going to screw up your operation. Be prepared for that. Are we sure he's not telepathic? <laughs> oh, he's got a phone, so... Well, no, 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 but the fact he knows it's going to be a bunch of girls. That's true. Maybe the Baroness is telepathic because she's the one telling like him the, that there's girls. I like girls. to think this is the first time that the Baroness maybe is it's actually just a showing thing. some personality. Maybe, it's a, maybe all women are telepathic and the men aren't. Maybe that's what it is. It's like... She, like, cursory telepathy. And I just... said nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you you did it mentally. I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but I do know that that sure is a BDSM Jesus pose. Yeah, she's got her... So, basically, Wonder Woman is taken to a train that is being that is owned by the International Milk Company. The Holiday College girls are trapped in the International Milk offices because, obviously, they were ready for them. And the Baroness shows up to Wonder Woman and says, you know, it's obviously obviously it was me. I was brought back to life by my friends. We don't really go into that, but suffice it to say there is some sort of Lazarus technology going on. Not a Lazarus pit, but they're bringing people back to life somewhere in this world. She says, we're going to kill you and you're tied up to this train. Wonder Woman has chains on her, but there are no chains on her gauntlets or her mm-hmm. manacles or wrist bracelets, things. Bracelets. Uh, yeah. So she's not powerless. The soldiers arrive at the International Middle Company because Steve was told to get there by uh, Etta, which is part of Wonder Woman's message. And Steve gets there, saves the gals, and the gals say, oh, thanks. Hey, you want some candy? Wonder Woman eventually is left alone to her own devices on this train that they're going to crash and run off and starve America's children uh, with lack of milk. She breaks herself off of it, stops the train, and Etta and Steve... And the gals clean up the Nazis at International Milk. Wonder Woman eventually arrives and helps. And the Baroness is there because they figured, well, once we killed Wonder Woman, we'd go back to the offices. She shows up. She sees all the soldiers in Wonder Woman. She tries to kill Steve. Wonder Woman jumps in the way and lassos up the Baroness and tells the Baroness to write a full confession. Which, of course, she does. Um, Shannon, to your point, 
the Baroness is tied up in writing the confession. For that. For that, oh. yes. So mm-hmm. it must be a thing where you have to be tied up to do the thing that has been stated. Wonder Woman is specifically credited for breaking up the milk racket in this in the newspaper. So Wonder Woman gets some major cred here. We see no scene where Steve is given credit for this operation. Oh, you're right. So that's very interesting to me. And then we have Wonder Woman doing a big America bumper. Uh, Shannon, do you want to read the uh, Wonder Woman and Bunch of Children panel right there? There's nothing in the world so dear as children. I love every one of them and they all need milk and perfect food. Strong, healthy children today means a safe, happy America tomorrow. The next issue we're going to hit now is Sensation Comics number 8, August 1942, with some weird you know, marionette puppetry going on on the cover with Wonder Woman. We see the words Bullfinch and Hotel Trefair, which are important for this uh, issue's story. Diana is talking to Beth, who I guess is another gal in the office, and she says, why are you late? And Beth explains that she stopped her friend from committing suicide. Diana says, oh my gosh, please tell me what happened. Is everything okay? And Beth explains that her friend, uh, two of her friends, are being kind of exploited by this uh, Bullfrench department store. And one of them is so underpaid and overworked that she's fainting and she's malnourished. And the doctor tells her that she needs these vitamins, but the vitamins are too expensive, so she can't afford to get them. But her friend says, don't worry, Molly, I'll get you those pills. And unfortunately, Helen decides to try and steal them for Molly, which of course lands Helen in jail. And she asks... Um, Beth to look after Molly. Of course, Beth does so, and Molly is nursed back to health, and Helen feels really good about this. You see her getting a letter in, in prison from Molly, and once Helen's released, Molly and Helen reunite, and they're trying to go back to the store to work, but of course, the head of the store, the manager, uh, Guggins, that's the guy's name, sees Helen with Molly and fires Molly. He says, you're associated with a criminal, you get out of here, and so now Molly has no job, and Helen feels... It's her fault, and she tries to kill herself. Of course, Beth tries to stop her, is effective at it, and leaves. She says, don't worry, we'll, for- we'll figure this out, I have to go to work, but please don't hurt yourself. And we catch up where Helen is saying, I'll get back at, this- at Bullfinch if it's the last thing I do. We see Diana, of course, going to Colonel Darnell's office, going like, this is insane, Like, have you- I need to tell you the story. And Darnell says, well, you know, officially we can't do anything, but I will allow you to... Uh, take a leave of absence, investigate it unofficially, which is kind of cool of Colonel Dar- Darnell. He sees the importance of this and sees how important it is to Diana and allows her to look into it. And Again, just, Diana has no authority, though. Diana's a protagonist. She's got protagonist. Unlike Bruce Wayne, unlike Clark Kent. Right. It's not just that she's very capable, but it's what her set of attributes uh, unlocks in terms of what the narrative can do. Because she is both... Somebody who gets things done so she doesn't need to be victimized for comedy like Clark does. And she is somebody who is actually has some reason to get involved with events. Right. Whereas Bruce Wayne just... There's no point for Bruce Wayne to get involved in anything. So right. you actually have Diana Prince as a character taking up a, getting a fair amount of screen time in her own right. Which gives a little bit more validity to that person right. as kind of independent but the same as Wonder Woman, whereas we all know that really Clark Kent is generally the mask that Superman's behind, and definitely the case for Bruce Wayne and Batman. I like what these narrative choices do for the Wonder Woman narrative as a whole. I definitely agree with you. This is These are more enjoyable to read, I think, just as on, on the whole. Um, 
Wonder Woman being given the go-ahead from the colonel is about to investigate, but before she gets there uh, to the Bullfinch department stores, a majority of the women are let go because they're raising too many questions, and Guggen just says, ah, get out. There's dozens of girls who would take your jobs. So Wonder Woman gets to the office and demands to see Mr. Guggen, who basically says, don't talk to me. You have no right to be here. Get out. Outside, the women are striking the terrible work conditions, and Diana goes to... Uh, back to work because she's kind of been defeated and Steve interestingly interestingly enough asks Diana out on a date Diana goes of course but in her head she's like damn it I wanted to go into this bullfinch thing but I can't pass up the opportunity to go on a date with Steve so cleverly Diana insists that they go to a club where Gloria Bullfinch the owner of the bullfinch department stores is a lot and while she's dancing with Steve who is very clearly there to enjoy his time with Diana, Diana says, excuse me, as soon as she sees Bullfinch, who is with her husband, Prince Guigi del Slimo, which is such a Star Wars <laughs> name. <laughs> but, Sounds like a sleaze bag. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, she immediately storms over to the woman and says, like, do you know that people are taking advantage of your employees, and etc., etc.? And she says, I don't know anything about that. That's all handled through my agent, who I'm assuming is Slimo, who's handling all of her business affairs. Mm. As Diana and Steve finish their date, they go outside and they're accosted by some guys with guns and Steve just messes these guys up. Like, is taking none of this nonsense, but of course does the stupid thing of leaving Diana and to go chase the guys who attacked them to find out who they work for and gets knocked out. Diana changes into the Wonder Woman outfit to go to the Bullfinch apartment to confront Gloria Bullfinch. Basically puts the lasso on her and makes her turn into somebody new. It's like Ruth Smith. And she says, you're Ruth Smith. You work at your own department store now. And this is now another instance of the lasso continuing to have its effect. Oh, you're right. After yes. releasing oh, the you're person. Right. Absolutely correct. Diana brings Bullfinch to the gals of Holiday College, of course, Beta Lambda specifically, and tells them, hey, you're all going to apply for a job at Bullfinch department stores. This is Ruth Smith. You're to make sure that she gets her job done. And you're going to just keep an eye on her make sure she does her job. The gals go, okie dokie. And they basically all go to work at the department store. Of course, Atta Candy works at the candy department. Sells a ton of candy while probably eating some. Pounds. Pounds of candy. Pounds of candy. So Beth comes back to Diana at work, tells her that Helen is going to try and rob the store. Diana tells the gals to be on the lookout for Helen to make sure she doesn't rob the store, getting herself into even more trouble. And then she goes to the apartment or the hotel where Mr. Doe, the man who is managing Bullfinch's work... Uh, to try and confront him. She goes to the hotel and finds the room empty, but Helen Jones is there. The woman who said she was going to get back at the Bullfinch department store and tried to kill herself. Wonder Woman tries to talk her out of it, but Wonder Woman is smacked from behind by a blackjack in a specific place that actually legit knocks Wonder Woman out. They tie her up, Mm -hmm. and they put her in a trunk. It's just a couple of gangster-looking boys, nothing really specific about them. Uh, Traditional roughs. And they put her in a trunk and they uh, drive off. But of course Wonder Woman wakes up when she's in the trunk because she's being jostled. Meanwhile, back at the department store, the gals are hiding in refrigerators waiting for the closing time to happen. And as soon as it does, they all get out shivering, of course, because it's very cold. And they find the night manager uh, shot and killed. And they're trying to investigate who did that. They hear another shot and they find Helen. Helen has decided that if she can't kill Mr. Doe, she's going to try and get back at the store by trying to steal a bunch of dresses. The cops show up because they hear the gunshot. They try to arrest all the gals. And that's kind of where we stop as we get back to Wonder Woman being taken out of the trunk. And we see Mr. Doe, who just 
is a guy with a domino mask on, and if you're really smart, it's just Slimo with a Zoro mask on. It's oh cl- no! Who would have expected yeah. betrayal from a man named Slimo? Exactly. Slimo basically says, or rather Mr. Doe, that they're going to lock Wonder Woman into the safe and then blow the safe up. Inside the safe is a smaller safe where Steve Trevor is being held. Because it's what you gotta have a safe inside your safe for extra safe things. Wonder Woman finds Steve in his safe, rips the door off, finds the bomb, to, uh, destroys the fuse just by kind of stopping the flame, pulls Steve out, and then rips the door open to the larger safe, and they try and find Doe in his office, and everything is scattered. So they think that the building was gonna blow up, they took all the important evidence, and they left. So Wonder Woman decides that they should go back to the Bullfinch department store, so it's probably their next location. And meanwhile, Doe, or Slimo, has shown up, and the cops are already there, and he's like, oh, uh, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, we caught a bunch of girls who killed the night manager trying to steal dresses. And he goes, how dare they? You should punish them, officer. And he totally smacks Helen. Like, she yells at Mr. Doe for going, like, it's your fault. We're, you know, doing all this. You treated us terribly. I hate these stories. I hate these stores and you. And he smacks her for talking out. Wonder Woman shows up, and she's like, all right, you can try and smack me. He tries and smacks Wonder Woman, but he hurts his hand, and Wonder Woman gives him a good uppercut. Takes off his mask and says, yeah, this is the guy, it's Slimo. Bullfinch, conveniently, who is Ruth Smith at the time, remembers who she is and says, what the heck is going on here? I worked here and it was terrible. And she punches Slimo and uh, forsakes her fortune in royals or whatever, and immediately goes to the girls in the next few days, says, you're going to get more money. Your hours are going to be uh, more improved, and the working conditions are going to be more improved. Wonder Woman made me work like you, and now I understand. And Diana Prince now gets the recognition of the newspaper. Steve is not seen as the hero here. So we have Wonder Woman and Diana now getting headlines and not Steve. This is mm-hmm. two issues in a row where Steve mm-hmm. has not been given the credit for something that women did. Maybe they're progressing with recognizing this. Maybe. This is also, if you take the last issue ending with it being a PSA on Drink Your Milk, this issue ends with a PSA of buying war bonds. Yes. Mm -hmm. And turns it around, which, given the time period, you have the women becoming bigger in the workforce. Correct. Uh, Steel manufacturers working uh, for just manufacturing plants in general, trying to make the ships and the tanks and the planes that we were using Mm -hmm. in the war effort. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is good. One quick bit. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about racial stereotyping. It's, I guess, not as bad, but we actually do see our first, uh, specifically black characters. Yes, two uh, African-American, what looks like hotel workers in the hotel that Doe is supposed to be staying at. One's a maid and one looks like a baggage uh, bellhop. It's not awful. It's not the best. It's it's not, it's you know not more like, slang than anyone else is using. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even go... Well, like, they do like I, the I, light I even, Yeah. And and Gallopin. So yeah, they don't... I, yeah. It, it feels to me like this is on the level of... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Wong, the unofficial yeah. mayor of Chinatown yeah, that we from met in Batman. Like, Not terribly problematic, but, but not good. Yeah, yeah, that's... Like, it is clear that there was learning that need to, needed to happen here, but in for the era that it's in, it isn't awful. Could have been better, but... We're going still... to see some shit later. Yes, we definitely are. But until then, we go to Sensation Comics, number 9, September 1942. It is the return of Diana Prince. The real Diana Prince. Diana Prince Prime, some might say. 
Steve and Diana are out at dinner again. They look like they're kind of uh, going out on dates pretty regularly. That's good for Stuff them. Stuff is happening. He's leading her on. Well, no, we don't know. He hasn't really made too much headway with Wonder Woman, and she only kind of shows up when he needs saving. I mean, generally, 90% of the time, he's probably encountering Diana more often than not. Like, honestly, he's, like, it doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like a Lois Lane-Clark relationship, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah. it's better than that. Um, it may just be uh, dating out of convenience, but if that were true, he'd probably be dating Lila. He's specifically picking his boss's secretary and not his own. So, if anything, it's different. But probably still not as good. While they're at a dinner, a man comes up and accosts Diana and says, Diana, what are you doing here? Like, why aren't you at home? Don't you... Have you forgotten our child? Why are you with this man? And Steve and Diana are like, who are you, buddy? And he tries to fight Steve and Steve is just like, bro, no. And knocks the dude out and says, who is that? You what, mate? Yeah, you what, mate? And... He's like, who the heck was that guy? And Diana's like, I have no idea, but his name was Dan White. Like, he introduces himself to Steve. He's like, I'm Dan White. This is my wife. And Diana's like, no, I'm not. I don't have a child with you. And she's trying to remember back into why that name sounds familiar. And we get a little flashback of Diana meeting Diana Prince, the nurse, in the first, uh, actually, in the first issue of Sensation Comics, Correct. when she appears, and giving Diana the money to go live with Dan in South America. She gets a uh, letter from Diana that we never see this in the comic, but basically saying, you know, I'm here. Thank you so much. And she signs it, Diana, parentheses, Mrs. Dan White. So that's how she recognizes the name. And Wonder Woman goes like, I've got to go catch that guy. i got to see what's up. We see Dan back at home with Diana, who's cooking, and there's a child. And he's like, what were you doing out with that man? She's like, how could I have been out with a man if I had if I have made this dinner? And logic prevails, and he goes, huh. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's kind of it's like, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sound. Like, you have a stew here that's been going for a while. So, yeah, it must not have been you. But, dang, that girl sure looked like you. And she's like, huh, that's weird. Uh, that must be that girl who took my job back in the day. She thinks that in her head. She doesn't say it aloud. So, she says to Dan, I was wondering, would it be all right if I, you know, get a job? We have a child. We're not really making a lot of money. Your invention hasn't been selling. And he's like, no, my invention, of course, will sell. You just don't believe in me. And she's like, it's no one wants it, man. Can I get a job? We have a child. And, of course, he won't allow her to work. Uh, it's a pride kind of a thing. Very 1940s mentality. But she leaves, puts on her secretary outfit, and, uh, mind you, Diana Prince was a nurse. She was not an army secretary. Oh, you're right. She, but she Forgot puts on about that. an army secretary outfit and goes to Diana's office and starts working it. And when Wonder Woman shows up, she's like, uh, what? What's happening here? And Diana Prince, what, what? or rather, Diana White, Mm-hmm. says, hey, I want my job back. I need it. Wonder Woman basically wants to stay because she wants to be with Steve, but Diana White says, I need it. I have a child. So Wonder Woman says, oh, well, if that's the situation, of course you can have the job back, but give me a bit so we can I can tell you everything that's going on so you don't look like you've missed a step or anything, and it'll be fine. Uh, Wonder Woman, however, goes to Dan White's house to kind of just see what's going on, and Dan thinks it's Diana, and he goes, good, you're back, and chains her to the kitchen. It sounds like the most dysfunctional relationship yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he doesn't want her to work because he wants to provide for her, but he's so against her working that he's willing to chain her at home. Granted, the one problem I had with this was, if you're both out trying to work, who's taking care of that child? Because you clearly don't have enough money for child care because you're not making enough money to, like, feel good about where you guys are because Diana would have to get a job. So, one of you needs to be home in general. 
But this is not the way to go about it. Invisible grandparent. Invisible grandparent, just like an invisible jet. Dan leaves, but before he leaves, he's trying. he explains that he's going to try to go to another general and sell his invention. Dan is like, tell me about your invention. Quote, unquote, Wonder Woman says, tell me about your invention. He's like, ah, you never listen. And he basically explains, it's uh, an aircraft shell that disintegrates things that fly through the cloud that it disperses. Which is kind of cool, but like weirdly impractical, because what if that stuff like falls to the ground and disintegrates the, everything else? And it describes a massive range, anything within five miles. Yeah, and it's, it's like wood and metal, like all airplane parts. I'm like, that also is like every building part ever. Yep. So he brings it to the general, who's like, no, this is stupid and impractical. You can't do this. He gets upset and leaves. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman, who is chained up at home, who has basically had enough of this, she's breaking out of the chains, hears outside someone being attacked. She runs out to the door, rips it open, and Wonder Woman finds a letter basically saying, Dan White, if you want your wife, give us your plans for your shell. And the signed the World Peace Society. So Wonder Woman dresses up in her Wonder Woman garb and says, yeah, World Peace Society, my ass. She finds Dan outside and says, hey, your wife's been kidnapped. Come with me. She brings Dan to Steve. Steve's like, who's this? Oh, you? You again? Oh, well, if Wonder Woman... I can still see my fist on your face. Yeah. But Wonder Woman's vouching for him, so Steve hears him out and says, yeah, I've heard about your thing before. He goes, well, if it works, I guess. If Wonder Woman was willing to vouch for you, we'll give it a shot. And he goes, perfect. But Wonder Woman explains the problem. His wife's been kidnapped. He goes, okay, we'll make up some fake plans and you can do this thing that you want to do. Wonder Woman goes to the location where she's supposed to deliver the plans and Agent X shows up. It's just a woman in a veil. And she says, give us the plans. Uh, This is Dr. IMQ's office this is where she was told to go or house apparently it's also his home office and wonder woman is told to sit down and while she's sitting in the waiting room a guy comes up and tries to like knock her out they break the board over her head and she's like no screw that and in the room where the doctor's office is she finds a television screen where the doctor basically says hey um if you don't give us the plans we're gonna kill the, the woman it's like a pre-recorded message, basically. Like, this was every info, all the information that was in the hostage note. Except Diana Prince, who looks like she's just wearing suspenders over her chest. Like, it's really it weird. Does, yeah. Like, it's, it's a weird outfit. Like, I don't know, she's under covers and stuff. But she blurts out that the doctor is making germ warfare. And the doctor's like, that's enough out of you. It's and, like you and the doctor is weird. Especially, yeah. it's not that the doctor himself is all that strange, but the inking is wrong. Yeah, they look like they colored mm-hmm. over something that should just be cloth. Yeah, no, there's, like, flesh tone seeping down his face mask. It's really strange. It's creepy. So the doctor silences Diana. He says, all right, you've heard enough Wonder Woman, you know, bring me the plans. And she's like, yeah, I've got him. Hands him off to Agent X. And they try and gas Wonder Woman to knock her out. And she pretends again to be knocked out. And the, and man... the, and the people who come into the room with gas masks, they're, like, eye bulbs yeah. on the mask. It's really This weird. whole issue is a little creepy. They look like they're wearing the Volus outfits from Mass Effect. They look oh, yeah. like the little mole guys. Yeah, so they gone. come in, they grab fake knocked out Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, who has a speech bubble instead of a thought bubble here, saying, I hope they take me to Dr. Q's hospital. And they tie her up, put her in this coffin-y type thing, and they just put her in this machine that's going to like electrocute burn her to death. And she's like, none of that, please. Busts out, beats them up, and says, hey, where, where am I supposed to go? But the two guys, of course, are unconscious because you can't have a Wonder Woman issue without Etta Candy. So Etta Candy is contacted by Wonder Woman because the gals are, I guess, doing calisthenics. Or, no, they're hazing because uh, assume the position. 
Yep. They're Whoa. still hazing. Yeah, one girl's bent over. That oh, girl's yeah, our paddle. testing candidates. Yeah, yeah they're All hazing. Right. So Etta Candy gets a telepathic message from one woman saying, go to Dr. Q's office, pretend to faint, get, you know, get diagnosed. Uh, because Diana said that Dr. Q is testing germ warfare on his patients. So the gals... Try... Throw yourself in the path of this basilisk. Yeah, do this, do this thing for me. So the gals go to Dr. Q's office. Etta pretends to faint. And the doctor's like, okay, you've got some weird symptoms, but we're going to take you in for more testing. They put her in like a weird like crate elevator and they tie her up to a bed. And while this is happening, Wonder Woman and the rest of the gals bust in through the elevator shaft, find the doctor, wrap him up with the lasso, and, tell, and she's like, tell me where everything is or tell me where Dr. Q is. And he goes, okay, well, we put Diana Prince on a plane that's going to fly over the test of Dan White's missile so that she's killed even though you gave us the plans. So Wonder Woman races over to Dan's test to stop them from shooting, and you find Dan, Steve, and the general ready to fire off this artillery shell when they see a plane fly by, and they're like, stop, don't shoot, there's a plane! And the guy's like, what? And pulls the trigger and already and can't stop the shell. However, the shell works. It disintegrates the plane that has Agent X and Diana uh, White on... And they parachute out. Well, Agent X specifically parachutes out. Diana White is tied to her chair and just falls. So Wonder Woman, in her invisible jet, flies by, grabs Diana White, Steve Trevor style, like she roped him from the parachute, and blocks a shot from Agent X, lassos Agent X, brings Agent X to the ground, all while the invisible jet is being autopiloted, and reveals that Agent X is Dr... Q, who is actually Togo Ku, chief of Japanese spies in America. It's just like a mask that this Asian guy was wearing over himself. And Dan White is reunited with Diana. They say like, oh my gosh, my invention's obviously going to work. We're going to be rich. And uh, Diana agrees that she's going to change her name to Diana White, not Diana Prince. And change her hairstyle. And change yep. her hairstyle Which specifically. honestly pretty helpful. And she's going to now be a wife and a mother. And Wonder Woman is jealous of this. Of being the wife and the mother, but she agrees and keeps her station as the secretary, and that's the end of the issue. A woman being jealous, yes, about not being about not being a fully yeah. fulfilled woman. So, yeah. again, pretty cut and try issues this time around. Very quick stories of just Wonder Woman foiling spy plots that are sent out to weaken America. These are very clearly propaganda. Um, again, we haven't really gotten into this era yet with Batman and Superman yet, so mm -hmm. we haven't seen propaganda E stories, but I guarantee we probably will. Quick note. Yes. Is the kill count still zero? Kill count for this one, for any major character, other than the gal who was going to kill herself, mm -hmm. is zero. Because the gal who killed herself shot the night guard. Was that actually, I thought that was actually blamed on uh, Slimo. Uh, no, I think it was Helen. I'm fairly certain. It was we'll, her. we'll recheck that later. Regardless, Wonder Woman yeah. still has yeah. A Wonder Woman has yet to kill yeah. a single person, and Steve didn't kill anybody in this one either. That is actually Steve true, yeah. used his fists the entire time, never fired Steve, a shot. Steve used your fists, not your guns. Right, mm. he didn't gas an entire room of men this time. That's true. However, so, they would have been they were Nazis. They so. were all Nazis, so it's kind of okay. But this is a very interesting series of issues. Mm -hmm. If you take them all at the same time, it's very patriotic, very plot heavy. Because, again, lots of text boxes, lots of dialogue bubbles. Nothing quite on the level of the logoria of the first issue, thankfully. No, but a lot of dialogue. And quick reads, generally, but yeah. weird things. The lasso, the kangaroos, the spies. Kangaroos. I mean, again, uh, like you said, Shannon, I don't think this is 
our Wonder Woman, but it is some of Wonder Woman at this point, like you kind of mentioned. I don't think it's quite the Wonder Woman that we want or expect. I don't know. I mean, could you speak that you're not satisfied as to the level of feminism in these issues still? I mean, I think you get a little bit more progressive, especially with the milk volume, just where you're getting the women in the workforce and seeing more of that getting the pay raise. But as for Wonder Woman herself... Not so much. It still seems to be mostly, I want to do everything for Steve. I want to be close to Steve. Steve, why won't you pick me as your secretary? She's a driven individual, but she's driven in the wrong direction. She's not driven for personal gain. Her drive is fueled by a man. Yeah. There are, it feels like there are a couple stories where she takes the initiative just of her own accord, but by and large, there's no question. The milk story and the bullfinch story are definitely, she sees injustice and wants to help. Um, also kind of the, uh, spy school where she's like, these women are being kidnapped and killed. But then again, they all work in the office. It's, she wouldn't have known about it if she didn't work for Steve. Mm-hmm. So there are these obvious motivations where she wants to save women or help girls or just help people in general. She is morally good, but the only reason she's still a secretary is to being around Steve. Mm-hmm. Like she could have given it up. We obviously see she would have given it up for Diana Prince, the original one who wanted the job because she had a a child mm-hmm. like it's clearly not that big of a deal for her she could just be wonder woman in general and probably Although, be fine can we point out how weird it is that the original diana wanted her job back but her original was job, job was right. a nurse yeah i don't think she could type as fast as wonder woman no absolutely <laughs> not nor no. nor be as good of a stenographer because she says she's a good stenographer and you're like mm, are you though are you because we haven't seen that you're a nurse We'll fully admit that you were a nurse and probably you're a trained nurse. And we won't argue that. But we never see you do any stenography, so we're going to call BS on that. Maybe. Maybe it's different in the Wonder Woman 1 issue. Nope. But we won't we nope. won't see that till next episode, Matt. You seem to know. But yeah, we won't ahead. see that till next episode. We talked just now a little bit about uh, this is not our Wonder Woman. We addressed it primarily from a feminism aspect, from a seriousness aspect. I also want to kind of look at that. Even in the midst of the war... This is jocular, kind of, not still necessarily light. child it's humor, light. but it's still childish. These are uh, lighter than Superman stories. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, by this point, Superman may also have mellowed out. Because that's the thing. At the same time as this is coming out, we've got Archie coming out. Correct. That sense of all of these things that are relatively light entertainment hitting their stride in the middle of the war. And it's worth noting, like... Right now, if there was ever a point where the war was dark, at least for the U.S., this is it. Because uh, on the Western Front, in the Pacific, it's midway through these issues that we get midway. Hmm. Uh, I think the first of the ones that we look at today is, I want to say March, hmm. maybe around there. And really, the Pacific was kind of a shit show for the u.s until midway then everything flips immediately right on the eastern front we haven't had stalingrad yet like stalingrad starts at the end of all of this and for those who don't know world war ii history as much uh, the battle of stalingrad is generally regarded as the turning point of the eastern front of the war Mm -hmm. the point at which the nazis were just ground down and the push west began but what that means is if ever there was a point where the war was going to be dark, it was going on now. If ever there was a point where the Band of Brothers kind of feel of... Uh, Disillusionment and tired. Well, not, not just 
that even, but dark humor. Okay. Like I think of I think gallows of America. Yeah, not just gallows humor even, but more adult humor in the sense of sarcasm, shit talking, uh, uh, trolling, uh, playing cards, looking at pinups. But that's not what we're seeing here. No, it's like, definitely it's it's emphatically a lighter tone. Yep, and I honestly, there are two different ways that I'm viewing this. The first is it could be just that a lot of soldiers still wanted to be uh, having light humor, I guess, instead of dwelling on the darkness and going into the sarcastic place. The other possibility is just that the heroes who have come through to us today are the ones who made it through both the the war years but were relatively light. Correct. Like, it, I wonder whether there are a bunch of hero, superheroes and other comics that came out in this era that were darker that once the 50s come around just go through the filter. It'll be interesting to see and we're going to try and catch those guys as much as we can. We do have some planned for that time but yes, mm-hmm. I agree that this is, this is definitely a different tone than you would expect for this time period but maybe there's yep. a reason because you're trying to keep it light for people who are reading. But definitely that possible. could be a thing. So, uh, that... That will wrap us up for this episode. The next episode, we are going to tackle Wonder Woman number one. And then we are going to kind of see if we can get another episode with Arden to talk about Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman. Awesome. Get that together for you and see if we can bring her back. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you again next time. DC Detectives can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. To stay in the know, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr pages. Visual aids, episode notes, and more can be found on dcdetectivespodcast.com. There was a lot to digest here. Steve Trevor, Nazi spies, Wonder Woman's identity crisis with Diana White, plus two tons of milk to wash it down. We're starting to get a little overwhelmed. She had a more defined sense of self than the Man of Steel, thankfully, and the stories were an enjoyable read. Plus... Diana and Wonder Woman were finally getting the credit for their daring do. But I'd read ahead. About Mexico, another goddamn circus. We were gonna sail some rough seas before this was all over. 